Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. You can find me and Nick on most platforms at HyperClean Store. Best place to go is to the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. Best way to interact there. We have a lot of great times. Nick, it's super fun seeing everybody chime in this weekend. Everybody's posting cars. Everybody's out and about having a great time. What were you up to this weekend? Anything? Well, after our little family vacation, everybody's sick. So it's a uh, not fun. Sort of sitting at home, chilling, trying to get everybody healthy. Uh, basically, uh, me and the baby caught something hasn't spread to the rest of the house which is great but the two dogs that went to the kennel have kennel cough even though they're vaccinated um so you know we're just living the dream marty i mean that's that's basically what we're doing over here kennel cough's not fun i i stopped taking my dogs to the kennel years ago only because and i get it i know there's great kennels and there's stuff people that do really great things i get it i had taken a trip and this was uh, i mean we're talking this was, this was actually, this was the dog that when I was a mobile detailer, this was the dog. So this was literally like fucking 18 years ago. And I came back and I was walking by the outside of the, the fence, walking up to the office to check my dog out. And I see this dog in this corner. It's all hunched down. It's just nasty looking. It's got shit coming out everywhere. And I'm just like, poor dog. Good. Keep walking. I, about three steps later, I go, that's the same color as my dog. Go back over a little closer. I'm like, holy shit. What is wrong with you? Like my dog was messed the fuck up. It was not happy. Kennel cough and being inside that kennel after he had, I mean, he had shit oozing out of his eyes. Couldn't breathe. It was like, oh, it was bad. Yeah. You know, this is what kind of upsets me. So when we, you know, I got two dog dogs i mean you know they're big my boy is 75 my my female is probably 125 so we take him to this place and it's near my house so it's not out of the way you know marty the crazy part of it is they get their own room i mean it's like a hotel room okay but during the day they're out in this big like playground area and so this isn't the call I made because I don't give a shit. As long as you're, you know, for those that don't know, kennel cough, where your dog was that sick, that's when kennel cough is a problem. But largely kennel cough goes away. You know, it's just like a couple weeks of them kind of coughing, literally like hacking up and then it's gone. But if it starts to advance, like you saw with your dog, that's when kennel cough's a problem. But if they're vaccinated, it's supposed to keep it from getting to that point of being in a bad spot. That's all it's there for. It's not actually to prevent it, obviously. So the issue I have is one of the dogs in there was coughing. Right? I mean, the kennel cough was was in there. So you guys are sitting there on the playground area. You know how these dog places are now. It's like, you know, a playground for dogs. Somebody's in there hacking up a lung for the two or three days that our dog is in there and you just let the dog hack up along. It's like the kid that goes to school is sitting there coughing and sneezing. Yeah, you're going, dude. And you're like, Hey, you can't, why are you sending the fucking kid to school? Like, can't yeah. you keep the kid at home? They're like, hell no, exactly. I gotta work. Exactly. So, you know, you pray, you, 
and I have no problem. You, 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 uh, pay a pretty penny for these types of services now, which is fine. You know, they take good care of your dog. You got 24 seven camera, which, you know, Jess is on the camera. I'm like, who cares? Why do I want to look at my dog on camera? I, I put him in the kennel for a reason. So, you know, now we got kennel cough, two of the, 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 uh, four beings, human beings I have living in my house are sick. So what are we four of sick, four of six have some type of sickness in my house, two dogs, two humans. I don't know, man. I, I feel fine, but you know, when your kid's sick, that's a whole different, you know, type of animal. I was sick this weekend, but mine was from a different reason. Two reasons, actually. One, let's go ahead and get it out in the ether. I was punched in the gut Saturday morning when I woke up to your text message and we realized, fuck, we got a massive problem on Apple. We don't know why the episodes are not airing anymore, but they're just gone. And we think we've linked it all back together. I follow the instructions, but no. So <laughs> yeah. if anybody is wondering, which they are, because multiple people that you've gotten, multiple people I've gotten sending messages in like, hey, man, where's the episodes? Right now, you're going to have to. If you're listening to this, <laughs> you're probably listening to it off of Apple somewhere else. So please let anybody else know as we're doing, hey, you can go listen other places until we get Apple back up and going. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully very soon. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a random thing for any of us that have ever dealt with tech issues. It's no different on the back end of Apple podcasts or Spotify or, you know, it's you're dealing with no explanation. I mean, just woke up one day. It's not uploading. We have a, a service that's supposed to handle all this. Turns out they don't really handle anything. Um, so I don't know, we're going to try to try to get this all figured out. And, you know, we knew something was going on. We, we can watch the analytics of episodes and whatnot, but we just couldn't pinpoint it. And then Saturday I woke up and I was trying to put out our podcast everywhere. And I go, you know, I never really go to Apple podcasts. And so when I went to Apple podcasts on my phone, I'm like, where are all the episodes? And then the episodes have like weird things that say they're like two seconds long or, five seconds long. I was like, what the, so I, you know, I text you, I said, Hey, you know, we've been hearing little things. So we got, we got a problem. I mean, look, it's, this is a business like anything else, man. This is one of the problems we have as a business right now. Uh, luckily we have support of so many of you and, and we're going to get it worked out one way or another. Yeah. And that's the interesting part though, right? Like you said, you had to go to Apple. I'm always the Apple guy. I rarely will listen. Every once in a while, I'll go to Spotify. Spotify to me is just music. And I've never got into Apple music. So it's, that is interesting. Yeah, Apple music right? stinks. Apple stinks. music, I couldn't get into. Um, to me, podcasting, though, it just makes sense on Apple. Uh, it, when, I'm on, when I'm on Spotify, I'm there for music. I, I just don't even think about podcasting. Okay, I'm so like I got a the, question. Are you a streamer that pays? For Spotify? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. So <laughs> I'll go out with guys, you know, we'll be on a golf course. So you'd be hanging out at somebody's house and they'll have like Pandora or Spotify on. And then with you'll ads. hear a commercial. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Let me tell you something. If you're above the age of 15 and you have ads on your Spotify, you got to grow up. 
it's nine dollars a month like you you shouldn't be listening to spotify if you can't afford the nine bucks yeah but i mean i have guys i know make a lot of money that that, that are buddies of mine and i they'll will be at their house at a barbecue or something they'll have it going through their backyard I'm, and i'm in their backyard they got a pool they got a built-in barbecue they got all this stuff and then an ad comes on i'm like my guy like take one of these speakers back get your money back pay for the next 10 years of your spotify to be better oh i don't care about the ads those people drive me bonkers dude yeah because i can't listen to ads at all if an ad comes on on the radio and that's why i moved to spotify so quickly for music was i don't listen to ads on radio i'm i'm the guy that's flipping to get away from an ad i can't so i got that. a question when's the last time you so jess is way different than me do you listen to the radio in your jeep only if yes i do right on 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 and this was this is the other part of getting there's some other there's some punches in the gut this weekend we hadn't even got to buy and sell so we'll get to buy and sell here pretty soon and yes sometimes i have listened to the radio when it's been rained on too much <laughs> my bluetooth went out then i uh. couldn't then i had to get the little jack to go into uh into my the phone auxiliary cord and auxiliary yeah. when when the auxiliary goes out you know i have to go get a new one because it gets wet there are some times that i have been forced to listen to the radio but if they're too much on commercials i'm hitting that off button and i'm just cruising like yeah so think- you know the weird thing is jess says to me the reason she listens to the radio is it's the only chance she gets to stay current on what music is out so she uses in her brain, she uses the radio to be like, Hey, this is on the top 40 station. This is on the hip hop station, whatever it is she's listening to. But I'm like, well, why not just listen to the radio on Spotify? That's her answer. Again, not that it makes sense. That's her answer. So here's the crazy oh, thing I told, I told playlist. her, I, that dude, I've said all of this, but she says that it helps keep her current. She still likes the radio. I can't stand the radio. I actually take it a step further. We have Sirius XM in our cars. I hate that so much because it's still way too commercial heavy for me, way too much talking. And, you know, Oh, let me tell you about this song that so-and-so that I've just been Bluetooth auxiliary cord for so long now i can't go back i can't go back no chance serious xm though i think it was 184 or 185 or 186 something like that bpm still one of my favorite channels of all time beats per minute it's nothing about house and techno just some hey edc is here this week i'm on i know marty's gonna go to that um, no, I, I, for me, dude, I'm, I'm out on all of it. If it's not my phone going through my car, I'm out. I, I can't do any of it. Serious. All that stuff bothers me because I have Spotify. So I listen to no ads. I have everything hooked up. I got all my playlists. I got, I've, I've created my own. And this is why I don't use Apple. You and I were arguing about this. For all those people struggling with Apple Podcasts, it's because Apple sucks. And Apple fell into Apple Podcasts by accident, and they've acted like it ever since. If I go to Spotify, Apple has always had an issue telling you, well, we stopped downloading these podcasts because you haven't listened to them in six months. 
What the hell does that matter? I didn't ask you for your opinion, Apple. I added this on my playlist. Download this until I actively select that I don't want it anymore. Like, where do they get? So I was out. So ever since I made the switch to Spotify years ago, I've never been back on Apple's platforms. A problem with Apple is also the, uh, if, if you listen to the episode, it goes away. You, you yeah. virtually, it's so incredibly difficult to go back and, and find an episode that you've already played. Yeah, no, and, and, and here's the thing. Apple doesn't really want to be in this business, but now they're glad that they dominate it. And so they kind of hold it over everybody else's head. Hey, we dominate this, but they've never made that platform better for me. So it's, it's the same thing I found with Apple music. So I got, you know, if you go buy something from Best Buy, if you go do this, you get this free, you know, six months of Apple music, you go into Apple music for five minutes and you're like, I hate it. Yeah. it they just don't do it. Well, love the phones, love my iMac, love my MacBook, love my iPad. I'm in. But Marty, the rest of the stuff, they struggle. And and you just got to get off that platform. I mean, if you're listening to Apple Podcast, I, it's just not my thing. It, it's just not intuitive enough. And it's too involved in telling you what not to listen to. Well, there, there are some, when you start going through that, I go, yeah. You know, I, Apple Maps sort of was the, the main, right? There was Google Maps. You know, that was definitely. Yeah. And then Apple Maps started to take over. But do you ever use the app Waze? Yeah, Waze. Yeah, for sure. Way better. Right. Yeah, way better. Yeah, it's way better. And, and that's the thing, like, you know, this is kind of the Android argument. Android people love Android because Android allows everybody, creators to create all these different things, all these different apps, whatever. Apple's kind of closed off to development. But it also keeps it user friendly for us, right? I just want to turn my phone on and have it work. But you're right. I mean, with Apple, you know, stuff they try to do, Dude, we had something with maps. We were we were in Arizona when I got two weeks ago, two weekends ago, and we tried to map our way home, and it took us like an extra hour and a half. Per, I'm like, what? I'm like, I know how to get home. I just wanted a refresher. I actually know where to go. I don't really need the map, but how far off is this map? It was two hours off. I'm like, this is nuts. Why would they have you go this? Way? And she's like, why are you so worked up about this? I'm like. Imagine if you didn't know, I said, I actually know how to get home. I was just kind of, you know, do you know how to get someplace? And sometimes you just use the map to tell yourself, Hey, yeah, I knew where I was going. That's kind of what I was doing. Cause I knew how to get home, but it or was, you want to zone out. You don't want to think about it. Yeah. It's, just you just want it to be. <laughs> yeah. Just in case you might actually miss that turn. You just, you just want that, that little bleep, just a little notification yeah. just to remind you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They, you know, part about Apple Maps, too, is for the people out of California, apparently, that like to buy off of our app and click local pickup, it's going to send them uh, down down the street a little bit. That's an inside joke because it's it's interesting how many people collect local select local pickup when they're purchasing. And it's like, hey, you know, <laughs> you really going to drive all this way to pick up your, your Yeah, it is weird, sleep? right? Like <laughs> we, we, you know, we have now a more user-friendly experience, but with user-friendly comes freedom. And a lot of people now click a lot of things. They're not paying attention and they're not walking through their order. And all of a sudden somebody orders it from like upstate New York and they're like, hey, I'm going to pick this up in Tulsa. It's like, ooh, yeah. that, that might not be worth your gas money in these prices. I uh, see so whenever anybody's going to come locally pick it up, I'm like, 
hey, Apple Maps is going to send you about four doors down to the west. Just keep coming. Keep coming down this way. So they've even so messed weird. that up. All right, buy and sell. You buying or you selling? Oh, well, I'm going to buy. I'm going to sell something, actually. How are we not to the place as a society where Verizon, AT&T, Facebook, Google, Apple, everybody can't get together and get the spam phone calls and text messages figured out? Like, how are we not? Again, and it's waves, right? Like, so you'll have a wave of a couple weeks where evidently your phone is the one getting spammed. Then you'll go like the next month. There's no spam on your phone. And you're like, ah, they figured it out. And then boom, out of the blue, it just blows your phone up. It, well, it, you, it's, you think about it for a while and you go, yeah, it's probably good now. And you answer that one phone call and bingo. You go, God damn it. Bingo. Dude, it's, it's the craziest the absolute craziest thing in my life is this spam phone call with all the technology they put on your phone. They just don't have it figured out. Like, let's just be, they did have it figured out for a while where it would pop up possible spam. See, that was like the first thing. And all of a sudden I started being like, okay, I see you Verizon or whoever the hell is doing this and you could hit ignore. But then for some reason, the spammers found a way around that system. Then it would pop up the phone number again. And then, like you said, hey, everything says possible spam. Then you pick it up and it's like, you know, your car warranty is, and it's like, and somebody's got to explain to me the car warranty shtick. What is it with the car warranty thing? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> why are they the ones blowing up phones all the time? Are they selling that many car warranties? I mean, they got to be. They got to be. There's no other reason to make those phone calls. So, yeah, I'm going to sell this week. And, and what I'm going to sell is tech is great. We've gotten a lot of advancements from the days that I had a beeper to now an iPhone in your pocket. But boy, oh boy, those spam phone calls and text messages, still a problem. The worst part about those warranty companies is they always, when you, you accidentally answer them, is they go, hey, I'm from the government. I'm here to help. <laughs> you got a warranty uh, problem. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Well, I am. Uh, you're buying, or were you? No, I, I, I sold it. I thought you I were sold. buying all the spam I, calls. No, I'm out on spam. Out on spam? Do you ever eat spam? Spam though? Have you ever actually? Eaten oh yeah. It? Oh yeah. You? I don't remember. I I think I remember touching big it Hawaiian once, dish. Big Hawaiian just, dish. Really? Oh yeah, fried spam over rice. Yeah, big Hawaiian dish. And you know we're. We're considered one of the islands here in Vegas, a bunch of Hawaiian population here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in on spam. So. You're one of the islands. Was it a casino? You got to go down the casino and there's. No, no, they got this shit everywhere. I mean, Hawaiian barbecue. I mean, doesn't, doesn't matter. You can get it anywhere. I can't believe in Oklahoma, you know, Hillbilly Alley, you're going to act like you've never had a spam sandwich. Even in Arkansas. Hey, one man. of those ritzy hillbillies, huh? I'll tell you what. <laughs> We even have a bucket to speed in. <laughs> we sometimes even clean out our teeth after it. <laughs> you would. Uh, all right, so I'm buying the complainers and the strange people. Uh, joking on the complaining part, of course, because you said I can't buy and sell, as you continue to inform me. 
So I have to buy them both, but I, I've actually finally joined into some of the complainers about all the price gouging and the prices going through the roof and everything, how expensive, because we sat down to rent a movie and it was $20. But isn't that a deal? 20 bucks. Isn't it a deal? A movie in my, I'm sitting in my own house. Now I get it. I get it. And that's why I almost clicked to rent it. Cause I go, if we're going to go watch this in a theater, absolutely. It's going to cost more. And that's what talked me out of renting it, honestly, because we were going to go watch Dr. Strange. And so I said, Hey, let's just watch the, the original Dr. Strange. So we kind of get ourselves back up to it, which is why I'm buying the strange people. That was, that was, that got really, really strange. Anybody that loves Marvel comics, it was cool or any of that cartoon stuff was really great. Except when Xavier got his head snapped, that was, that was, that was pretty intense, but it was, it, it became a very dark and strange movie. And at the same time, really great and eerie and spooky and really fun. And the top of it all was the strange little old lady. As we were walking in the theater goes, hi, having a, you know, beautiful day. Like, yeah, I mean, and listen, we're, I'm not going to go into the way she looked because it might offend some people. They're like, hey, I look like that. It's my grandma. Yeah. Like, I ain't going into that. But it was a comment afterwards where I just go, well, that's fucking strange. She goes, yeah, it's a beautiful day here. At least we're not in the Ukraine. Oh, for real? Oh, that was out of left field. Like, fucking strange, but at the same time, like, fucking hilarious and fucking weird and like all right I, I guess you just say strange comments like that to random people you meet going into dr strange like maybe she wow. thought we were going into uh dr strange love you remember that was that <laughs> wasn't that the like back in like the 70s or something i strange? don't know dude i'm i'm not that old and there was uh did you ever see clockwork orange yeah that was a good movie yeah it was around like stuff like that it was just these yeah. really odd, odd movies. So, yeah. The other punch they got from the weekend was, well, Friday nights. Well, Friday it was such a beautiful day here. I had to take the top off the jeep, of course. Saturday morning, we uh, not only woke up to the punch in the gut from you, but we were also punched in the gut a bit from we had to take our Corona vaccine. Remember all those times we had episodes where we're like, "Fuck that." Well, immigration says you will take it. And we go, yes, sir. May I have another? And uh, that was brutal, right? I mean, it was brutal. Just as brutal when you hear the thunder and you're laying in bed and you go, oh, that's so nice. I like, you know, sleeping to thunderstorms. Uh-oh. Tops off. Tops off. Never even check the weather. I'm normally really good at it. Just I'm going to blame it on the Rona. Never even checked it. And I go out there throwing down the top in the middle of the rain, drenched why down. Why don't you have bikini top at this point? Uh, so I have a, I have the hard top with, I put that mesh covering underneath. So while it's off, cause I did the, the first summer I had the Jeep and I took the top off, I didn't have anything there. Got fucking blistered. Yeah. Which is oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah. So I had and for all those that don't know, Marty is herring, uh, hair impaired. So, uh, no doubt about it that a Jeep off. Yeah. I had a glass roof, uh, Corvette 
uh, that I bought used off a guy that was in some financial trouble. And let me tell you out in the summer, even with hair that would cook the top of your head. I mean, people don't realize it's, it's kind of a goof, but in the middle of the summer, that's why, why don't you just have a bikini top that's on permanently? Uh, I don't like the sound. Oh yeah. It does flap around a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what you're not doing out in your skivvies, you know, putting the top on in the rain though. Cause at that point in time, the bikini top. Yeah. See, to me, the bikini top was a big trade-off for me. It didn't sound, you probably get hit bad with the bikini top because it's four doors. When it was two door bikini top, a real Jeep, uh, you don't get hit as bad with the, with the, with the flat, but I bet four doors, that thing makes a ton of noise. The, the one I have now, I mean, it does. And I've ridden in some, they're not, I mean, they're not terrible, right? They've, they've definitely made progression in the 30 years since you had a Jeep, oh, you know? 30 years, they won 30 years. My, I actually, so everybody that listen, I had a Jeep when a top was never put on the Jeep. So I lived in an area where a Jeep was appropriate, San Diego, California. So while my Marshall's making all these funny jokes, he can use his Jeep for like two months a year. I used it all 12 months uh, at my last Jeep that I owned, but I'll, I'll tell you uh, something funny. So we put an aftermarket top on that Bronco. We had a Bronco in the shop, uh, the wild track Sasquatch edition two door out of Ford right now, you can only get in those two door in his edition that he ordered can only get the hard top. So we took the hard top, it went to storage in a storage unit, and we got this like fast back uh, top put on. Here's the big kicker though. I don't have it figured out yet because I haven't messed around with it. I'm going to mess around with it tomorrow morning at his house. I don't think you can take it off with just one person. So the aftermarket top company, by the way, incredible craftsmanship. Like I looked at this top and I'm like, wow, this is a serious top that they got right very, very quickly. Two things about the Bronco that would drive you nuts. Uh, number one, that you only, with this edition, he can only get a hard top as, as we speak now. I'm sure they're going to rectify that. And, and some people in some areas might have already gotten a soft top. The aftermarket soft top, awesome construction. I don't think you can get it off with just one person. But with all Broncos that are soft top, Marty, and we've had now close to six of them, do you realize in the back, you know, you open up the door with your tire on it? There's no easy way to open the the actual soft top. So you have to like look at your trunk like like sideways like this to, and get down underneath, or you have to zip it and take it up. They didn't design it very well. We've had a Badlands edition. We've had two just last week. We had a four door wild track and a two door wild track. The four door had a soft top on it. Same thing. You open that back door and you got to like look sideways to get, you know, again, uh, hunting rifle, bow, golf club, shoes, whatever that's in the back. You got to like turn sideways to get it out. It, it's the strangest design in the world. Well, you're in Vegas. Is do you have to pull out bodies sometimes? Is that a thing? Yeah, maybe. Hey, look, they are finding bodies with all the uh, drought we have out here in the lakes now. So that's like a story. They're finding all kinds of boats and things that sunk. And you know, we're in a drought out here, Marty. Maybe you could show some sympathy. And they're literally finding they're finding bodies in the lake. It's it's they bodies, have like ropes. boats. They have like ropes around their 
their skeleton legs or something like <laughs> i haven't seen it but there's it's all over the i mean they're literally finding whole boats though i mean like here's a boat that sunk you know on this date 1970 here it is like uh, so you know we don't we don't see that we don't really see much drought here in Oklahoma. It's never it's never been a thing. Texas will get droughts, of course. Um, well, you were part of the Dust Bowl at one point. I mean, so you have had droughts. Okay, fair enough. Since I've been yeah uh, around, <laughs> they actually they call this area the Green Country. It's it's interesting. It it stays pretty uh yeah. stays pretty same, good. Same where I grew up. I mean, it just got tons of rain all the time. Yeah, but so th this is the interesting part. Like you talked about, you know, boats that got damaged and, you know, we don't really see boats a lot, but cars, I mean, you can yeah, still see, damage, and this yeah. is that, this is the part about the Jeep, right? Like I, I can, I can kind of clean it up to where somebody might not know how many times oh, yeah. water got in it. Well, if, if you've never taken apart it, you know, the, the, the Jeep design of seats is pretty, pretty incredible. The kind of foam, uh, you know, especially the covers they use on that, that foam. I mean, it is pretty revolutionary compared to most other interiors. I mean, it's meant to get wet. I mean, it, it, it dries out quick. I mean, you would be surprised you've been in torrential downpours in a Jeep. I have too. If you get a little bit of sun, they're dry. I mean, and they're dry pretty quick. I mean, the only thing you got to worry about in a Jeep is the floorboards. You got to pull the plugs and, and you got to make sure that you don't get that kind of rust. I mean, that, that's the Jeep move. Yeah, there you go. And that's what I did for many, many years. Never knew I had a plug. Oh, seriously? Never knew. I was pulling up the carpets, getting a vacuum or an extractor. You bet, man. I, I didn't know. I, like I, I told you in a joke, right? Like, I don't read user manuals. Yeah, I don't read instructions. So the mid, the middle console of your Jeep is it a cooler? No. Okay, so and people can correct me on this, but this was with Jeep a long time. What a lot of people didn't know is your middle console, you had this one little armrest, and that would pull up, and it wasn't very useful. And then you'd look down, and you had this big, like cavernous middle part. You had to reach way far down on. Guess what? That's a cooler. You can put ice in there and put some cold beer in there. That's what it was designed for. Hold on, I'll be right back. There you go. Exactly. I shouldn't have told you that. But that that's why, because it looks kind of pointless. When you first get a Jeep, you're like, wow, I can't even put anything in here. I have to reach so far down when I'm driving, whatever. That's what it was meant. It was what it was meant to do is be a cooler. Learn something new every day, Marty. I mean, look, I'm not just a pretty face on this podcast. I can tell you that. Places to hide beer and how to drain the water. <laughs> Maybe even get rid of a body. That's that's what you're gonna find out. That's what you're gonna find out. All right. So have you dealt with have you dealt with water damaged vehicles? Cause here, like I said, I mean, a Jeep you could get. I mean, there was actually we had uh we were joking about it the other day. We had a flood about three years ago or so, maybe four, something like that, where you just got so much water that started coming down. This was not only from, you know, here, but it was, it was also the other parts of the, the, the country, especially coming out of Colorado and the way the water system flows. I mean, Arkansas river just got it. They were yeah. having to release so much water because they were afraid there was a dam that was going to break. And then, then there's going to yeah. be a lot, shit. Ton well, you of got, problems. I mean, look at those, 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 a lot of people in, in Iowa, those parts coming out of the Mississippi, the Mississippi, if it, if it breaches, 
there's a bunch of cities up and down the Mississippi that are flooding during heavy rains. You get down into the Gulf States, you get down in, into some places, man. And, and I, you know, this is kind of a curious thing. There was a company. So the guys that founded CarMax, everybody knows CarMax. Those guys ended up founding a company called uh, AutoSource. And what AutoSource did was they bought those flooded vehicles, salvage title, and ended up, because they had so many connections in so many different states, they would basically fix these flooded vehicles and get the title back right. And you'd never know that they were flooded. Funny thing is they've auto source either went out of business or has strategically gotten out of certain States. But Hey, when you start really tracing some vehicles that have been sold on the used market, boy, oh boy, they get, there's a lot of flood flood damaged vehicles that you'd have never known they were flooded unless you knew the signs to look for. Yeah. My mom, she actually, when we had that flood, she actually was driving around on one of those rainy days and she ran into a big giant oh, major, man. major area. And yeah, her car, it took months and months and months to get right. And I think my dad ended up like, listen, we got to get rid of this thing. It, insurance said everything was okay. But many, many people will say once you got electronic problems and especially water and electronics as gotta a cheap go. owner, I'm telling you, there's times where I got lights that still flash on and off that we don't know why. Like it just, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, once you get into electrical work, it's, they'll tell you, you you're hunting ghosts. It's extremely yeah. difficult to fix electrical work. Yeah. And, and, and especially now the stuff under seats, you know, so there's a couple easy ways, you know, if guys have never dealt with flood damage, uh, look at motor mounts in your engine, you know, uh, that, that, you know, the bottom parts of your engine that, that there's a lot of metal, but especially motor mounts. And one great place to look if there's severe flood damage is actually the rails of your seats. If you see a lot of rust in the rails of your seats, you got a big problem. Something's gone on. Now, could that be because somebody got a little crazy with a uh, carpet extractor and sprayed a lot of water? Maybe, but for modern vehicles, you know, let's call anything 1995 and north to where we are now, you shouldn't be having very many rusted seat rails. And, uh, you know, the other thing you can always do is pull that little, uh, floorboard carpet back and see if you see any rust. Um, but you know, you really don't have to look very hard for rust damage and for flood damage. Uh, if you know where to look, right. There's ways to hide it, but you can always spot it. If you know what you're looking at. You and you played around with the dry ice movement that's kind of coming around to remove some rust. So here, here's kind of the interesting thing about dry ice. Uh, great restoration tool when you're in heavy restoration work. I've been part of some Porsche Speedsters. I did some Ferrari stuff years and years and years ago that was heavy restoration, what they would call a spit, re you know, a, uh, uh, a spit restoration where you're actually, you have it on, you know, you got the two bars, you flip the car over, you're pulling every bolt off, you're pulling everything off the body, you know, like a chicken spit, you know, <laughs> that's kind of, you know, it's called a car spit. Um, I've been involved in that stuff. Dry ice is an amazing thing. The way that every, now the problem is you can't find dry ice shortage. Guess what's been hit dry ice. Well, shortage attached with all these knuckleheads thinking they need a dry ice machine. And there was a guy going around SEMA. This was the craziest thing. 
that you brought up dry ice. So I'm sitting there, I'm getting ready to buy a plotter from a PPF company to take to my shop. And I'm like in the middle of pushing this plotter, which weighs a zillion pounds. We're not allowed to leave SEMA with it. We got a car illegally parked. And this guy's like, Hey, I know you. He tells me some connection I have to some guy he knows. He goes, Hey, have you thought about dry? I mean, it was like, I'm like, dude, ask your buddy for my number. You got to hit me at some other time. I got this really expensive plotter. I'm trying to illegally get out of the SEMA show right now that I just bought off this PPF company. And so the dry ice movement caught on on YouTube. It's awesome, man. Dry ice can really restore some things, but the expense and, and doing it properly, that's where you get, it's like sandblasting, you know, bead blasting, those types of things, doing it properly costs a lot of money. It's, it's, it's not something I trust to everybody. Um, but yeah, I love dry ice and I was aware of dry ice for a lot of years because it used to be a very big machine that, that a specialized guy in car restoration invested lots of money in having it. So I know a few of those guys for sure. I think it's going to catch on in the detailing world. I've seen some detailers that have started to talk about it. We've got a guy here in Oklahoma city. Great dude, Brian. Let let me ask you this. So you've been through a couple of these things in your career. I want you to think about this about five years ago, probably six, maybe steam was the next way to wash your car until you priced out the steamer and you were like, it costs what? Yeah. Cause we're not talking like that little 500. No, 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 no. Steamer. We're talking about in the back of a van mm-hmm. made by, I think the most reputable one is a Lamborghini engine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty heavy duty. Yeah. You're five and, to six grand. Yeah. And the one now you really want is like 10, right? 10. Like- yeah. So there was an actual company here that, that, that I don't want to say went out of business, but they went two vans steam. And so I went and evaluated their business, had decent customers, but what they needed to get their money out of the steamers. I'm like, your business isn't worth what the, and I'm not in the steam business. And I see that it's really cool, but so I think dry ice is kind of that, like steamers are great. I I just steamed an interior on Saturday here while you were, you know, sleeping. I was in here shooting some videos, educating people about our brand, but Marty, I mean, steam is awesome. Are you going to pay 10 grand for a steamer and base your, your detailing business around a steamer? If you go the dry ice route, you're sort of in the dry ice business is the way that I view it. And how many of us are going to be, you know, in the dry ice business? I mean, I, 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 I don't see it catching on in a massive way. Yeah. And that's sort of what I was going to say with Brian, like Brian's trying to do, and he's doing a good job and Brian's a great, you know, it's great detailer. He says it's awesome. He says he's doing well. And it's like, okay, how many other people are going to start to try and do this also? Is it really viable for people to get into? I don't, I don't know. Not yeah, for and us again, to judge by any it, means, no, no. but, but it's just, no. it is interesting that could that be a next wave, so to speak, that a bunch of guys get into And I would hope not. I don't, I don't think that I wouldn't consider that detailing. I would consider it more of, if you're going to be doing rest, like we call restoration. Yeah. If you're doing restoration, what you would do in that business model is you'd be in with big body shops. You'd be in with really big car restorers in your area, motorcycle restorers, uh, you know, 
one thing it works great on people probably never talk about this is like old worn out plastics of your engine does a really good job restoring that type of stuff you're going to be able to find a niche what about those jeep we're talking about jeeps what about those jeep plastics yeah it, it would definitely restore those so the question that you'd have to ask yourself and this would be with any business this this is what the steam conversation was everybody stood at sema within the last five to seven years, saw the steam booth, sat there and go, this is pretty neat. You move yourself a little bit further up to the front. There's the guy working the big steamer that looks like it needs a whole van to take up. Then you get the price and you start walking away and you go, I, I don't think I could do that. How would I make my right? Like that's doesn't mean that it doesn't work. We know people doing it successfully. Uh, there's a young kid in Southern California that that's basically built his business that way. There's a way to do it. The question is, if I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, water's a plenty. You know, do I need to sit there and worry about water restrictions? No. But if I'm in Arizona, if I'm in Southern California, where it's really strict of of washing and caring for cars, but even then, there's so many workarounds with waterless and rinseless and. So this is where dry ice to me. Look, man, if you want to get in that restoration business, awesome thing. Because the cost-wise, it's not like opening a restoration shop. You can hook up a van. You can be mobile. You go work with all these different businesses. You know, you kind of dry ice a couple cars a week. You probably make pretty good money, but you got to find a couple cars a week. And I've heard of numbers, and I'm not saying it's from him. I've heard it from just – I've looked into some stuff on dry ice. I mean, some people are making 300 bucks an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. I believe that. But the same can be said for – if you're really great at paint polishing and you have all of these people that you're going on location and you're very, very skilled, you're making 300 bucks an hour. All right. So question, Nick, this is really, it's, it's a very serious, you, it's <laughs> going to be, why are you laughing? This is really going to put your <laughs> name down, you said, right? That's you you yeah. got to put your stake in the ground. Did you just say that paint correction is the same as, as dry icing and, uh, People should go get certifications then for, for dry icing. Since I think what I was get... saying is there are definitely people with dry ice machines making a lot of money. There are definitely highly skilled individuals with paint correction making a lot of money. They are the outliers. And the same can be said for dry ice. The same can be said for somebody using a steamer. There's right, more. We really want to know. We really want to know what's your stance on getting a certification. I think there are a couple people in our industry I'd go learn paint correction from, and there's less than three. I was talking about dry eyes. Oh, dry eyes, man. Well, I don't I think you need dry that. Eyes. Dry ice is pretty safe. Just don't stick your hand in front of it. I think you'll be pretty, you'll, you'll be fine. But literally, they got a dry ice shortage. So, you know, it's like everything now. I mean, yeah, it's, you, it's you can't get dry ice and you can't feed your babies, apparently. I know, dude. We were talking about that before we came on. We have like people around that we know from other states. They're like, hey, can you go check? And, I don't know, man. It, you know, you know how you and I are on this. So it's not really fair. We're not real big on uh, politics and what's going on in current events. But, you know, for anybody struggling with baby formula, I feel for you. Too. I, I never struggled. No. Can't, no, can't no. You tell? <laughs> no, I didn't either. Uh, my fat ass got plenty. Trust me. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't a formula guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was the all natural uh, way. Yeah, that's why you went bald. That's why I went bald. And, and the for formula, they put that stuff that makes your hair grow. So, I mean, teach their own, Marty. 
you might got stronger bones than me but you got no hair so who knows i mean I, yeah, yeah here's the thing man I, I don't even i'll never forget our doctor said the funniest thing because you know new mothers people can relate to this i'm sure are always worried about breastfeeding because they're being told that's the best way to feed a baby if you start to struggle at all one of the funniest things that our doctor said to us it was a female doctor she goes uh you know here's some good news for you you want to talk about the ultimate brag there's like four doctors in the office she goes every one of the doctors here was a formula baby and i go because i'm i'm a i'm a wise ass i go why would i want my kid to turn out like you four i said how do you know i want my kid to be a doctor she started laughing of course just wasn't in the laughing mood but at that moment you've been there, but I mean, it is a topic for those that haven't gone through it. It's very strange, this formula conversation. So I do feel for the moms and dads struggling with that. Did you get the doctor a high five though? <laughs> we know you're not allowed to give high fives, Marty. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that to you. Uh, and you getting yelled at in your household for high fives. So I, I guess that's where, where we got to leave it. Uh, we I don't want to get too personal here. Marty, <laughs> Marty's got a high five issue at his house. <laughs> All right, man. Fun episode. Enjoy your week, brother. And uh, hopefully next week we'll be back up on Apple. Yeah, we'll find out if Marty's going to earn his keep around here. Or we might have a new hyper clean team next time you listen to us. So <laughs> now we'll get it figured out, guys. Thanks for hanging in with us. Honestly, it's nothing we did. I, just something random technologically. That's all. Who the fuck knows? Yep. All right, man. Have a great week. All right, week. Marty. Talk See to you. you. All right, fun episode. Hey, like I said, go to the HyperClean Specialist Group. Best way to interact. Hundreds of people asking questions, getting information, and learning more about how HyperClean can benefit you in your car life. Hey, this is Marshall. Make it a great day.